Most entrepreneurs waste an insane amount of time trying to build their business. They are online 24-7, sacrificing their private life and burning out in the process. This is going to end right now. Welcome to the Content Lounge Podcast. I'm your host, Virginia Reassis. I'm a serial entrepreneur, copywriter, business coach, and recovered workaholic. I know what it takes to go from burnt out and overwhelmed to building a six-figure business, posting only once a week and working less than five hours per day. My secret? Cutting out all the crap that doesn't move the needle forward in your business and producing content that actually attracts clients and gets you paid while living your best life. Want to create a business and a life you love? Sit back, relax, and let your content do the work for you. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Condon Lounge Podcast. I'm so glad you're here because today we're talking about how to sell out your offers every single time. And let me just say, this episode is so good. Actually, it's two episodes because now we're going to talk about the tangible strategy and in the next episode, we're going to talk about the stuff that we can't actually see. Now, what I know to be true is that most people, including me in the beginning of my life, my journey, my business life, my business journey, we really overcomplicate sales. If you want sales, the truth is you just need to learn how to sell and how to control the limiting belief. Shitstorm. There's no other and no better word for this. I'm obsessed with this word because that is what it really feels like. So when you decide you're going to sell your offer and you're excited, you're going to talk about it twice and no one buys, and then you're like, oh my God, people aren't responding. So this is really awkward. What if they all see and judge me for like not selling out my offers and then you disappear and ghost your audience? That is what what I'm talking about. Selling basically comes down to part is your content strategy, right? All of your content is sales collateral and in part energy, mindset, and emotional work. And what I observed is that you can give two people who are at the same level in their business the same exact strategy and the same support and one person has a 20K launch and the other makes zero dollars. And when that happens, it's always a sign that the energy, mindset, and emotional work wasn't there. That is also why I'm such a huge fan of coaching, because then you can open up to your coach and tell them, well, these are the emotions I'm feeling. These are the thoughts that are popping up. And they can support you through that. Now, in this episode, we are going to talk about the content strategy to sell out your offers. In the next episode, we're going to talk about the mindset, energy, and emotional part of sales. So make sure you subscribe, download, save these episodes because you will want to come back to those next time you sell your offers. Now, selling is simple, but it is not easy. The sale happens basically when you make the right people notice you by giving them something that's interesting to them. Interest is your typical value post. What everyone preaches is value. But then you also have to create the desire for the outcome or the transformation or the product. You have to create trust that you're not a scam and you need to motivate people to stop procrastinating and actually take action. This four-step process is the content conversion funnel, which I also teach inside CTS, my sales 
program. So content to sell out your offers and plan stress-free five-figure launches. And I want to go over each of these four steps individually and break it down so that you know what to post when. So number one is creating interest. And creating interest is typically done with your in-feed content, so your posts, your reels, and your carousels, in order to attract more ideal clients. So if you create a reel and it goes viral, but it's about your cat, when you really, you're a business coach, that's interesting to a lot of people, but they're not your ideal target client, right? So you want to create something that is on topic with what you sell, but also so interesting and so attractive. I call this catnip content that the right people will raise their hand and say, okay, I'm going to follow you. For example, if you do a reel and let's say you are a intuitive eating coach, you could do a reel about how to um, how to deal uh, if you're craving Cheerios or not Cheerios, Cheetos. There we go. Or for example, how to keep the spark alive in your relationship um, if you're a dating coach. Or, um, for example, what else you could do? If you're a business coach, a lot of the times what people will respond to a lot are things that fix like high-level pain, right? Something that they're very aware of, like toothache. For example, how to attract clients, how to get paid, how to go viral with a reel, stuff about the Instagram algorithm if you're a social media coach. Um, so you want to address something that ha- that pretty much addresses a strong pain point or really strong desire, but I find the pain usually does better. How to get better engagement or how to get good engagement, right? So all of that are examples for catnip content, and that's your first level. You put out catnip contents, it catches the right people's eyes, they raise their hand, and it's something that they can implement right away. The second step of the content conversion funnel is creating desire. Now, by talking about the opportunity and painting a really clear picture of success, you can create desire for your offer. What does it look like to live a life where you're eating intuitively and your weight never fluctuates? What does it look like and feel like to have a six-figure business and work only a couple hours a day? What does it look and feel like to be you? Now, Creating desire is somewhat tricky because most of the time, what people struggle with is actually articulating what the transformation or the outcome is. And this is really, really true, even if you have a product business, for example, because even with a product business, it can be hard to communicate what the transformation is. Let's say you sell really pretty dresses, but you don't really give photos, um, and you don't really have clear descriptions. It's just dress. And then your clients are like, okay, well, what size is it? What color is it? Is it going to look nice on me? I'm like short and like a little bit more athletic build. Is it going to look look nice on me? Someone who's like, I don't know, like me, five feet 11. Um, I'm going to be like, is it going to end at my ankle? Or is it is it long enough for me? Right? So there are lots of different questions to be asked, like, where am I going to wear this? I, I don't even know. People have a lot of questions, right? So you need to really define what the hell you're selling. 
And if you sell digital products or your service, right, your coaching service, your branding service, then it gets even more fuzzy. And my gosh, like y'all, defining what it is that you're selling, creating effective offer positioning, that's really where like the rubber meets the road in your business. Now, defining what you're selling, you have to get really, really clear at what you're actually selling and to whom. And we're going to do, I I think this is going to be a whole episode because this is your offer positioning. And offer positioning is the number one reason you're leaving money on the table. Now, most people, when they talk about their offer, they word vomit, which has their audience pretty much checking out mentally, or they are super, super fuzzy instead of really specific. And then their audience is also like, well, what is this? I don't I don't know if I actually need this. Now, let me give you some examples of I help statements and offer positioning. Um, so offer pitches. <laughs> and they're either fuzzy or very specific. I help you attract career opportunities with LinkedIn. Uh, okay, what, what exactly is a career opportunity? You mean a new job or maybe getting clients for your business? Like what exactly does that mean? Also, it doesn't really sound super attractive, doesn't really paint a clear picture. Secure four job interviews for your next your dream role in the next 60 days. That would be much more specific. Okay, there was a lot of next in there. So let me let me restate this. Secure four interviews for your next dream job in 60 days or less. There we go. That that sounds better. So that would be really specific. They can really envision themselves like, oh, in the next 60 days, I would have four interviews for my next dream job. That sounds exciting. That sounds like, oh, yeah, I want that. And notice like LinkedIn isn't even in the description here because the truth of the matter is in marketing or in advertising, we say people don't care what you're selling. They care about the end result, right? They don't care about the mattress. They want a good night of sleep. They don't care that you have the smallest economy class of all airlines and they want to be laying at a beach in Bali. So stop advertising the tools that you use or like how you're going to get there. People don't care. What they want is the six-figure business. They want the 10K month. They want the beautiful branding. They want the good night of sleep. They want feel being free of binge eating. Um, so keep that in mind. When you create offer positioning, you want to be clear. You want to be specific. You want to relate it to what they actually want, not to the tool. Next example, I show you how to use social media and be happy for no freaking reason. Okay, well, that tells me nothing. Um, And those are actual examples. And this person, for example, she teaches how how to do social media and actually show up, right? Because most people ghost their audience because of fear Um, and thus build your dream business so that you can live your dream life and be happy. (laughs) And what we turned this I help statement into was I help you ditch fears and limiting beliefs so you can market your business online and live your dream life. Or for example, now we're going to talk about offer positioning. So like an actual pitch for my addictive caption blueprint. I want to use my own product here. Addictive caption blueprint is basically 
how to write captions and not hate yourself doing so, (laughs) right? Make it short, make it sweet, make it time effective, and also get your point across and have your audience super engaged. Now, this offer pitch could be like addictive caption blueprint copywriting formula to structure caption and write it more quickly. Yeah, yawn. That's going to put my people to sleep. No one's going to buy anything because here I'm selling the mattress. Yes, it is a copywriting formula, my own copywriting formula. Yes, it will help you structure your caption, but most people don't even know that they're like losing their storyline and they're all over the place and it's confusing as to their audience. So what would be a better offer positioning here? How to write highly engaging social media posts that grow your audience and authority in less than 15 minutes a day. That is exciting because it's highly engaging social media posts. I tell them what the end result is that grow their audience and authority. That's exciting too. If we all want to grow our audience, we all want to be known as an authority in less than 15 minutes a day. That's specific. Okay. So this is so important. It doesn't matter what it is that you're selling, whether that's your service, your coaching, digital products, or physical products, you've got to be specific. You've got to tell people exactly, this is a beautiful dress. Yes, you could wear it at a wedding. This is mother of the bride outfit. Okay. And then your photos should reflect that. This is helping you remove toxins from, I don't know, your water. Then what the real transformation is, you have more energy, your skin is going to clear up, Um, your kids are going to be healthier, right? So all of these are like specific benefits of the end result, even if you have a product business. And if you have coaching business, of course, it's the big transformation, right? Now, after you have clearly articulated what you're really selling and how success looks like and what the end result looks like, it's time to strategically remove all the reasons why your clients cannot succeed or why your product might not live up, right? You have to create trust. And my favorite example here is, yo, you're running an online business. No one has ever met you. People only know you from like Instagram, right? So, And especially if you're not showing your face, who knows? You could be a Nigerian prince with a treasure trove full of gold, right? What differentiates you from the spam emails, from the power likes and 100,000 followers for a thousand bucks, right? What differentiates you from all these spam accounts, from all these fraudulent businesses online? How do you create trust? And here, the number one thing is like, yo, show your face, okay? People want to know the person behind it. That creates so much more credibility and trust than you can ever imagine. But also you could, for example, show your own story and leverage that as social proof. You could share your client's story and show that as social proof, right? Create case studies. You can write long-form captions that create real insight, real big aha moments, like, oh my gosh, this makes so much sense. That creates a lot of trust as well. For example, if you are, let me think, I follow a mother, uh, a motherhood coach mother, a mindset coach for moms. And she often explains why you're feeling resentful. For example, maybe you come home into the house, it's all a huge mess. And the first thing you think like, of course, it's a mess. 
every like everyone's just destroying this. My time and energy aren't being valued. Yeah, that's your beliefs. When really you could also just see, oh, it's a mess. Everyone had a great time. Let's all tidy up together and make this fun with turning on, I don't know, Taylor Swift, right? So you understand like you feel resentful because you're tired and you're projecting that the mess is done to upset you, right? You're taking this personal when really it's not at all. Your kid's having a tantrum at Target. You're taking this personal and this builds resentment, right? Instead, give yourself some a break, take a quick breather, come back and reframe those negative thoughts and negative beliefs. Okay, that creates a lot of trust because as a mother, I can read this and I can be like, oh, wow, okay, that makes total sense. This is why I'm upset when the Legos are all across the floor. And that creates a lot of trust because now I'm looking up to her saying like, oh, she knows what's going on in my life, but also she knows the solutions to it. Or, for example, in my niche, um, I hear a lot of people tell me that they hear people say, oh, you're so inspiring. What you do is so needed. But then they don't actually jump into your offer. And for me, for my audience, if I explain to them, yeah, it's because you've created desire, but there's trust and action that's missing. Right. This is exactly the level we're at. Um, that's when people don't actually don't actually want to buy from you because they aren't trusting that you can actually get them to their end result, right? So creating trust, having social proof, having badges. For example, you could talk about numbers, how many people you have helped, how many people have bought your, I don't know, pretty yoga pant, right? Um, how many, how much money you've helped people make, that's social proof as well. Where you've been featured is social proof. All of this is meant to help you create more trust. So people acknowledge it by scrolling through your feed or seeing it on your website and the subconscious pays attention, okay? So they see this, they're like, oh, okay, this is a very like wildly featured person like or wildly featured, widely featured brand, words are hard. I can trust this, right? So trust happens when you can provide social proof, but it also happens when you show who you really are. So showing up powerfully and confidently, showing your face, then it's so much easier to say yes to you. People want to be surrounded by powerful people. And if you show up standing in your full power, then you'll instantly be more magnetic. How can you show up standing in your full power? For example, by being confident when you talk about your offer. And just quick side note, confidence comes from knowing exactly what you sell, which brings us right back to offer positioning. Okay, it's the basis. But confidence also comes from, for example, sharing vulnerable stories after you have gone through them and mastered it, the situation already, right? So if you show up showing yourself crying, that's powerful. But only if you if you can tell them, this is where I was, look where I am now, this is how I got through it, right? So when you share your stories that are relatable, that's great. But make sure you show up as the person who's already risen from the ashes. So what could I, as an example... I could share with you how I my first business put me $100,000 in debt because I did not know how to sell. And I was sitting on my bathroom floor crying, this part of my brand story, because it's true. I was sitting on the bathroom floor crying on the other side of the door. My entire apartment was 
full of boxes of merchandise. And I was thinking to myself, will anyone still love me if this business fails? If I have to go back to corporate, um, if I have to do work that I don't enjoy doing, I want to be my own boss, but this is not working out. And in that moment, <laughs> one of my friends who's a business coach texted me and he was like, you know, I looked at your website and your Instagram. It's really pretty, but girl, you never give people a reason to buy from you. Like you're, there's no selling happening at all. You need to learn how to sell. You need to learn how to write copy. And at that moment, I was at my rock bottom and I was so sure I was going to like just fold, give it all away to go well and move on and somehow dig my way out of debt <laughs> working nine to five. I was like, you know what? I'm going to give this one last shot. I'm going to learn how to write copy and I'm going to go. Right. So there is like the struggle and the crying part. It's relatable because we've probably all had this moment of like, I'm just going to go get a job. <laughs> this is too hard. That's relatable. But I'm also showing you, okay, well, this is what happened. And then in the end, I sold out of everything and I didn't have to go back to corporate. I made my money back and I could move on with life because then he hired me to write content for him and suddenly I had an agency. <laughs> so I sold out in three months. So that is one way to create a lot of trust. And this is something that you can do on Instagram stories over and over and over again, right? You can share your stories. You can share it in your reels as well. Those are also very powerful. And then number four is the last step of the content conversion funnel, motivating people to take action. Now, we as humans, you, me, your mom, your best friend, we all have one big problem. And that is fear leads to procrastination. And when you create content and you want to sell online, you really have to think about what can I say to my audience that will get them out of fear and into action. And the only way is to do this is by highlighting the consequences of inaction and giving them tools to handle fears. So there are multiple examples for this. Number one, living by example. So showing them how you handle fears, letting them know that you have fears too and how you overcome them, right? This is very, very important because this makes you trustworthy. Again, you're a full human being with the human experience, right? It takes you off that pedestal um, and makes people realize that if you can do it, they can do it too. And that's really what you want to look like as a coach or as a service provider, right? So living by example and letting them know that you have fears and how you handle them and what the end result is. So this would be showing the positive consequences of action or highlighting the negative consequences of inaction. And for this, I have a really good example because I'm in, in the launch for my mastermind right now. And there's only two more days left for early bird pricing. And I sent out an email where I talked about the fact that I was approached a couple of times in New York to be a plus size model. Now I worked in the fashion industry and knew how models were treated. And while I really wanted to go to these open calls, I was really intrigued, really curious. I loved taking photos. I would have loved to just test it out. I was also so flipping scared. And I always told myself, oh, I first have to tone up a little bit. I, I first have to lose a dress size, which was ridiculous because I was at the perfect height and weight and fitness level for a plus size model. 
But I kept making these excuses. In the end, now it's almost, a, no, it is a decade later. I have never once gone to an open call, even though I was approached three times and these open calls happened every month. And I knew that I could have just gone next month. And every month I told myself, next month I'll go. Next month I'll do it. Next month I'll take the action. Next month I'll try out as a model. But my fear stopped me. And every single time I postponed it, eventually I moved away from New York. Here I am, 31, too old to be a plus-size model, no longer living in New York, and still sad I never gave it a shot, right? So motivating people to take action. I shared this exact story in my emails and told them, like, don't, whistle, don't wait up for feeling ready, for... I don't know, magic to happen. If the opportunity presents itself and you feel the pull, go freaking do it. This is so, so important. And I sent this email and this story out specifically because it's 48 hours left to join the mastermind. And this is so important, y'all. Besides the fact that you have to create content like this in order to nudge people off the fence... This is also a big lesson for you yourself in business. If you feel the pull to invest in any coach, it, I don't even mean me. I just mean in general. If you feel the pull to do something, to start your business, to change and pivot niches, to do something else. Maybe you were a mom coach or a business coach and now you want to be a mom coach. You were a fitness coach. You want, now want to be a business coach for other fitness coaches. You want to start your own product business. Please don't wait up don't postpone it. Your fear is incredible at making you procrastinate until the opportunity has passed. But okay, <laughs> let's go back. So we've talked about the four steps of the content conversion funnel. Number one, creating catnip content that is so interesting and so on topic, okay, that the right people will raise their hand, follow you, start paying attention to what you have to say. Now, if your audience is growing, chances are you're producing a really good canon. Now, the second step is creating desire for your offer. And for that, you need very, very clear offer positioning. So important if you're rambling and word bombing over your audience. And simple test. Can you tell your mom in like one or two sentences what it is that you're doing? And she instantly goes like, that's so cool. I get it. If you can do that, that means you have clear offer positioning. If she has absolutely no freaking reason what you're talking about and she's not even sure you spoke her native language, <laughs> then and you feel you start to ramble and word vomit all over her, that's when you know you've got to fix it. You need words to express what it is that you do or what it is that you sell for people to actually decide, yes, I want that. Okay. The third step is creating trust and credibility. You can leverage social proof. You can leverage client stories. You can leverage your own stories. And you can create content that creates real insight, real big aha moments. Ah, this makes so much sense. This is why I'm struggling. Wow, I'm mind blown. That is what creates trust. And then last but not least, towards the end of your launches or towards like every like rotating your content, sequencing it, you want to create these like high action posts. Um, for example, like my email with the personal story about how I procrastinated on my modeling career or modeling opportunity and never ended up 
going, right? Don't be that person. That is the message you want to get across. Places where people will procrastinate. Let me give you a couple of examples. If you're a fitness coach, weight loss coach, a lot of people will think to themselves, oh, I first have to get in shape a little bit better before I can do this because otherwise I might die doing her crazy workouts. No, they don't. That's like, that's insanity. If you want to get in shape, First, then why would you need to dis- need to hire a weight loss or a fitness coach, right? That's that's crazy talk, but that is fear talking. Fear makes us sound a bit crazy. Okay, so the important part here is to is to address these fears and stop and identify what makes them procrastinate. What makes your clients procrastinate? Why are they not buying? And actually address these and remove these. Fears for my audience could be like, I've been in other business programs. Yeah, but business programs are too busy. Like you don't have time to learn how to write captions, to learn how to do content, right? It's so busy, like teaching you, okay, this is how you get started. This is how you find your niche, yada, yada, yada. That they usually just hand you a couple of templates for captions, right? So addressing these fears to move people off the fence. I also did an Instagram story during my ACB launch where someone asked in the question sticker, I really want to join, but I'm also like, my plate's really full right now. I've got a lot of things to do. When do you launch again? And I went on Instagram stories and I removed that fear and nudged them to action and they did end up joining. Because here's the thing, if you're too busy right now, then stop posting to Instagram because every post you put out there that doesn't sell, that doesn't like that isn't effective, that isn't growing your audience and authority, um, it's a waste of time. So stop posting and learn how to write content and then do it faster and it actually does something for your business. If it doesn't grow your business, it's a waste of time. And this was the Instagram story. I handled that fear that led to procrastination. Not even half an hour later, I saw that this person joined. So this is really, really important. So if you want to sell out your offers, you've got to create interest to attract the right people, desire for your offer, trust that you're not a scam, and motivate them to take action. Now, there's one more piece of the puzzle that I want to talk about, and that is timing. And this is especially relevant if you're doing launches, aka periods of enrollment. Okay, even if you have an evergreen offer, you can still launch it every couple of months. And I always use both Instagram stories and in feed content to sell at all times. I sell 365 days of the year because I know that my offers are of great service to the people who join them. And so I have zero shame, zero guilt for selling. Also, if you're following a business account, you should expect to be sold, right? I mean, stop feeling guilty for selling your business on the account that you have created for your business. But that's all that's a whole other episode. How to stop the the guilt and shame around selling. Anyways, I always use both Instagram stories and in-feed posts to sell. Instagram stories only reach your current audience. Okay, acknowledge this. Repeat this with me. Instagram stories only reaches your current followers. So if you want to grow your audience, you've got to post to your feed. Okay, and your feed posts reach both. 
They reach your current audience and they reach new audience. And I use everything. I use in-feed posts, reels, and carousels to sell and to attract new people. I always sell evergreen. So that means if you wanted to join CTS, for example, because you're like, hell yeah, I need to learn how to sell out my offers. I know how to write a caption kind of, and like my audience is growing, but my offers aren't selling out. I need CTS. You can join at any time. If you want to join, you can take advantage of early bird rate and join. And then when the door is open, because we open and close together, we start the program and end it together. Then you've taken advantage because before my launch, it's always it's always cheaper. You always get a better deal. And then during the launch, it's the official rate without any discounts. Right. So I always sell evergreen. You can you can join at, um, my evergreen programs and also my launch based programs at any point in time. I don't have a wait list. I do not. If you want in, make a decision, commit to it. Let's go. Um, and even if you have even if your offer has a specific start date, right, I encourage you to just say like, OK, well, if you want in, you can make the investment now. You have access to the course materials right away. And then we start and end together um, the program. That way, my audience is always primed and ready to go for when I launch. I never really have launches where there's no one in the door yet. Right? When I open the doors to CTS or even to Content to Scale Mastermind, there's always someone already in there. And this already creates so much more hype because there's no, I'll save you the spot. And when you have the investment or when you feel ready, then you 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 invest. Like that's that's not how I roll. If you want in, you can commit now and take advantage of early bird and and that's it. That let's freaking go. Let's do this. Right? I also love using master classes to support my launches. Those increase the hype during the pre-launch phase. And of course, if I'm leading up to a launch because it's not an evergreen product like let's say addictive caption blueprint or a niche clarity accelerator which you can join at any time through my through my website, then I also pivot the conversation. So all the content, the content that creates interest, desire, trust and action, all of it starts to pivot towards the topic of the offer that I'm selling. Right. So if I'm selling addictive caption blueprint, it's all going to be about how to write captions, how to grow your audience, how to build authority, how to structure it, why it's taking you forever, why you're overthinking because you don't really know and you're starting from scratch and wow, mental panic. Right. That is that is the vibe of the content around addictive caption blueprint. And if I sell CTS or I launch CTS, right? First of all, I let people know that if they want to learn how to sell, they cannot take advantage of early bird upfront by joining before the launch. But then the second is I pivot the conversation towards sales, where I'm like, this is why your people aren't paying you. This is why you're coaching for free in the DMs. This is why your launches don't fill up. This is why why your offers don't sell out. This is this is why you're being so stressed out by your launches and then you ghost your audience, right? If you've ever walked away off your launch, that's that's one of the topics around CTS that I would talk about. And I share specific stories. I look for examples in my life um, where 
I can live by example, right? So I can share these stories. Um, for example, the fact that I get DMs like, hey, I've I've watched all your reels and I'm intrigued. Like, do you offer one-on-one coaching? Or people who don't need that my clients don't need a sales call, right? All of this has to do with sales. All of these are examples of the end result of the transformation um, or having people message you, DM me the link, right? So how do you get there? All of this will, is content that creates a desire around the transformation for CTS. So timing is really, really important. Before a launch, I will pivot the conversation to a specific topic or topic world. Um, and during a launch, I will always end it with like, especially trust and motivating to action content. Whew. So this was a lot. You have just learned the content strategy behind selling out your offers. You have to create interest, desire, trust, and action, and be mindful of timing, right? So if you're doing a launch-based sale, then you always want to pivot a conversation towards the topic of the offer that you're selling, um, and then focus on starting out with interest, then creating desire, um, and then towards the end of your launch, you want to focus on trust and action. Now, if you're selling evergreen, then you can rotate those those topics um, or those <laughs> levels of the content conversion funnel, and you will almost always like convert people pretty quickly. I mean, when I launched my Instagram account, the first client I converted was with just 92 followers and six posts, which was just enough to say hello and then go through this process once. So interest, I think I had like two or three interest posts. And then I was like, desire, trust, action, boom, let's go. Now, whew, if you want to learn how to actually sell out your offers, I just want to let you know CTS is coming up. If you do want to take advantage of early bird, you can DM me anytime to join Content Ad Sales. Content Ad Sales is all about which content to create, the support, the community to help you deal with the mindset and emotional parts to actually selling out your offers or selling out your launches. We'll talk about how to create stress-free five-figure launches, and I'll show you the exact content strategy that will help you attract high-paying one-on-one clients or um, sell out your group offers. If you want sales, remember, you need to learn how to sell. Now, I hope you loved this episode. Let me know. Just shoot me a DM which part was your favorite takeaway or share a screenshot of this episode or your favorite takeaway to your Instagram stories and tag me. It would mean the absolute world to me if you do. Starting this podcast, doing this podcast, man, it was a huge, huge work of love for me. And yeah, let's spread the word. And if you loved it as much as I love sharing this content with you, then let me know. It always makes my day. It always makes me so, so freaking happy.